bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Fresh, candid, and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the Common Council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get to my top five at five, Sherman said, Dr. Ken, if police pull me over and ask me where I'm going and I say I'm headed to your mama's house to do some grown folk stuff, can I get arrested? Um, No, but I'm pretty sure had you said, no, 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 no. Let me do it like this if I were the police officer. Let's do it like that because I can't speak for somebody else. If you said that, and you said you was going to my mama's house to do some grown folk stuff. Can you get arrested? I would have made sure I would have said, okay, that's cool. But before you do, that ought to be interesting. My mama did. So that'll be great. But what I would have then done is made sure before I released you, I would have done my duty and made sure that your car was in working condition before you left. And if you had anything, you know, like a crack, an inch or more within two inches or more within wiper radius, ticket. Tail light don't work, ticket. Oh, that little bulb that goes over your license plate that's supposed to be on, ticket. If your tire is more than two inches from the outside of the farthest part of your uh, bumper, your, your wheel well, ticket. Think about what you're saying. So if you want somebody to go through your car and find every little thing. Oh, and by the way, you get one of them little tassel things hanging down from your mirror. Yeah, that is illegal. Because you're obstructing your own vision. Ticket. Think about what you're saying. But if that's what you want to do and talk about my mama, go right ahead. I could take it. No, you're not going to get arrested. Um, can they ask a passenger for ID? Depends. 
Depends. If I got a call where somebody is doing something and they identify someone that matches the passenger's description, I can talk to them. Otherwise, I'm top, I'm stopping you for driving. Unless the passenger doesn't have their seatbelt on, they're kind of off limits. But that's what usually happens. The reason we get to talk to the passengers is because you don't have your seatbelt on, you're um, doing silly things or something like that, or you got to open intoxicant, stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So 20th and Layton. Let me see. That's District 6. If you were just west of 20th, west of 20th and Layton, like in the 2000 block, um, yeah, that's District 6. Uh, they said the neighbor complained about us sitting there for an extended period of time. They shouldn't have. I guarantee you. Well, one thing you can do is go back and get a copy of the incident. So you can go to Open Records and get a copy of the call. Get a, get a you know, you might have to pay for it. Get information on the call in terms of who called and what they said. Right. And if the person lied. You know. File a complaint with the police. I mean, they can't do anything to the person. They may not be able to do anything, but because you have to be doing something. Being there an extended period of time is not a reason for the police to come stop you. They might come check on you for welfare's sake. And if you just say you don't want to talk to them, you don't want to talk to them. But if you're doing fine, they'll just walk away. Like They don't care. Like, ain't nobody going to jail for you. Ain't nobody going to prison. Only the crazy, stupid, redneck, dumb cops do that. Nobody, I, I would, it would never cross my mind. I don't care how much of a criminal you were that I'm going to get myself in trouble trying to catch you. You know, character, eh, character is questionable in everybody, right? This is, you know, integrity, that's a whole other issue. Integrity is just basically not committing a crime for me. And don't do it. I'm just saying. All right. Everybody right? All good? Get it? Got it? Good. Number five. Wisconsin Dells will soon have the tallest water slide in the U.S. Mount Olympus Resorts posted renderings Wednesday of Icarus. It is a 145-foot slide as part of an $8 million expansion. In addition to the two new water slides, the resort will also be adding a major new outdoor children's play area, which will consist of 10 new slides and water park features expected to open next summer. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Let me do this. How many stories is 145 feet? Okay, so one story is like 10.8 feet. So divide 145 by 10.8, and that's like a 15-story. Like, what idiot in their right mind would get on a water slide unless the slide is straight? If it's straight, that's one thing. But if it's one like this, nobody in their right mind would get on that because once you leave the – once you're going around, you might pick up and begin <sighs> – Terminal velocity. I can't stop. Boom. Right into the ground. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. 
there's got to be something on it to slow you down, or or it may be a moving where you sit in something and slide and it slows down. Because there's no way I would just jump in and go. No, I'm not getting in no tube. With friction? Then it heat up? Then I start fire? And I'm 15 stories up? Nope. About halfway down. You smell something? <laughs> Look, Dr. Ken's on fire. Nah. <laughs> that is okay. Number four. If you are in Maui, you are probably not hearing my voice because wildfires fueled by strong winds from Hurricane Dora caused massive, massive damage. I'm looking at it now. Um, do you see this on this first TV? It It is like, it is like, it looks like a war zone. It's like everything is burned. We heard that this just got burnt down. This neighborhood just got burnt down. The apartment across the street got burnt down. We, we, we still, we still believe that it could still be standing. And Jeanette Lucero never thought she'd return to her hometown covered in ashes. Uh, given the limited number of emergency personnel available to the island at the rate that the firefighter spread, they weren't able to keep up with it. And at that point, they had to make the decision to save lives over buildings, and they saved lives. A popular and colorful shop known as Maui Mike's Beach House that attracted people from all over the world for the past 11 years fell victim to the fire. That's really, that really is everything I am. It's my business and the families I'm connected to, McMillan said with tears in his eyes. We've got a 16-year-old daughter, and, you know, we're putting her through school, and she's got some health problems, and, you know, I just, I have no income, no business. I have nothing. And now they're struggling to find temporary shelter. It's, it's unconscionable because it's, it's, it's terrible. And he says, we're resilient, but one thing they say at their plan B is to start a food truck. But then how would you expect people to pay? Cell service is down. There's no cell. There's no TV. There's no phone. There's nothing technical because everything burned. And so as they go through, they said 11,000 houses are gone. Like poof. And when you look at the burn, the burn is is it's it's one of those burns where it's not like you threw something into a fire and it burned, but you can see where it moved, where the fire moved because the wind blew it and it just burned through everything. It's terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Number three. Um, you know who Montel Brown is? Montel Brown has so many tickets. Most cops who've been on the street 10, 20, 25 years see his driving record and they freak out. Montel Brown has racked up so many tickets, his driving record surprises even seasoned officers. His driving record is revoked, but believe it or not, 
over the last decade, he's been ticketed 115 times. He's the number one repeat offender in the city, and all those tickets helped earn him elite status among the worst drivers in Wisconsin, what the state calls habitual traffic offender. HTL status is earned after more than a dozen moving violations like speeding, running a red light, uh, or four major violations like OWI, reckless driving, vehicular homicide, stuff like that, right? Well, it's supposed to come with additional, you know, things. Once you have it, like once you reach HTL, habitual traffic offender, you're automatically revoked for five years. Like, like they ain't got to call you. You're like, boop, you're done. The penalty for driving while revoked and you, have, and you are a habitual traffic offender is six months in jail. On top of all the other things, right? Court records show that he got his 12th moving violation in June 2018. So he should have already been in jail. That is the day he became a habitual traffic offender, but he kept driving. So since then, he's been cited for operating while revoked 10 more times. Not once was he ticketed or prosecuted as a habitual traffic offender. But they found out why it was never used. One, the law is written to give police little way to use it. So usually you're in custody for something else. You have that. It's attached to it. And then they can attach HTL. The other one is under state law. Operating while revoked is nothing more than a traffic ticket and a fine. So, like, there, it, it used to be this. You operate it. This, this is the old way. You used to operate while um, suspended, right? You got, you, wrote a, you got a ticket or two. You didn't pay it. They suspended your license. You kept driving, acted a fool. Then they revoked you, right? Or you got multiple citations after that. Got found guilty. And they revoked your license for five years. Before that, if you got a, a plate, they, they suspended your registration too. So now your car and you can't drive. But the only time you can give habitual traffic offender is in criminal court. That means that if I am driving and I kill you or commit a felony and I go to to court because it's a crime, then they can tack on HTO and then give you all the stuff that goes with it. Milwaukee Police Captain Jeffrey Sun explained his officers have little recourse even for the most egregious offenders. It, it would be nice to have that, but as of right now, we're not able to use that. State Senator Van, Van um, Weingarten has seen all our reports on Milwaukee's worst offenders, and he feels compelled to do something about drivers like Brown because the idea is if you break the law this many times shows other people there are zero consequences. And there isn't. And the second reason habitual traffic offender wasn't used is because Milwaukee County prosecutors decide not to use it. In cases where habitual traffic offender has landed in criminal court, they ignore the law. An example of that is Montel Brown. In 2021, he was picked up for what? Driving while revoked because of an OWI conviction. It was a crime, and they did absolutely nothing. And so those are the types of things that we have to deal with with this Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office, which is why I think we need a new district attorney. Of course, they tried to talk to John Chisholm on TMJ4 News last month, but he, of course, he refused, and they sent an email. 
All I can say is, oh, well. Number two. Well, as I talked about earlier, 29 gunshots rang out. Neighbors are fed up with the Swing Park shooting right there on Water and Brady, if you're unfamiliar with it. About 11.50 at night, um, there were gunshots near the Holton Street Bridge. And a woman says uh, her and her boyfriend had just turned off the TV and they were shooting right outside. They've had multiple shootings there, and and now they're trying to do something about it. It's closed off. But why would it take this much? I know why. Because it's in the right neighborhood. It's downtown. And the people don't look like me. I guarantee you they will take care of this problem. I guarantee you it'll be straightened out. They'll come up with laws and ordinances and all sorts of things. They'll fix the park. Everything will be great. Right? But. Number one. What's going to happen on 53rd and Center? Well, Milwaukee County Medical Examiner was dispatched to the area this afternoon. The office was confirming they were called to the scene for the fatal shooting. And the victim is a 15-year-old boy. This story is developing. It just broke. At, the, at about 4.20 this afternoon, about an hour ago. So a 14, I'm sorry, a 15-year-old boy has been shot and killed on 53rd and Center. And we'll wait, and we'll see if we get the same response at the homicide that we did at the shooting on Brady and Water. I'd really like to see that. I was complaining the other day and I told a friend of mine who listens to the show, who's a copper. Because I said, I didn't see the police drive down my block unless there's something happening. And he said, quote, I drove down your block the other day. Actually, you, you said it and I had just driven down your block. I said, well, you should, then you should have stopped. Knock on the door, see if I'm home. Say Hello. And it's going to continue to be like this. One of the reasons it's like this, because we don't have a lot of cops on the job. We don't have people telling people to stop acting foolish and doing foolish things. And so unfortunately, a family somewhere in Milwaukee has to live with the fact that a 15-year-old who was probably in school today isn't going to come home. And it's unfortunate. But nobody does anything. No fighting. No complaining, no rioting, no marching, no nothing. We're just happy we're, what, 11 or 12 homicides behind what we were last year? And that's about it. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because, but by the grace of God, go you or me. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tune in to the award-winning 101.7 The Truth right here Saturday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Greater Milwaukee Urban League's Entrepreneurship Connection Show Powered by Molson Coors. I'll be talking to Denise Pachuca, uh, Senior Regional Manager of Zero Barriers to Business for BMO Harris Bank. Actually, it's BMO Bank. There's no longer BMO Harris. So you can drop the Harris. I was so disgusted because my name isn't in the bank name anymore. Oh. Anyway, they'll be discussing BMO Bank's efforts to help businesses and owners really gain access to capital, educational resources, partnerships, and connections. That's the Greater Milwaukee Urban League's Entrepreneurship Connections Show, powered by Molson Coors, Saturday at 11, on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, right here. Make sure you check it out. 833-212-1017 is... The number. Hey, what's going on, Vincent? Hey, everything's going well, Doc. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I have a comment about the, well, a comment and a question about the individual who who's out here driving without uh, his, his license and everything and getting all these tickets. The question is, is every time that the police encounter this individual, are they towing the car? Are they impounding his car? They can't. Uh, why not? He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a drive. So you give him a ticket and allow him to drive on. No, you tell them to that be they behind can't drive the, the car. Well, well, here's here's the issue with that. Can I can I be like like brutally honest? Be as honest as you want to be. <laughs> so, we, so. we 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 just had a homicide on Fifty Third and Center. A fifteen year old got killed. Mm-hmm. Stack that up with somebody that's driven 115 times and really doesn't care about it, hasn't killed anybody, hasn't shot anybody, hasn't done, as far as we know, and they're just driving. Do I put cops out on that and arrest him and go through all this process stuff, or do I do things that are weightier? I, I, I understand what you're saying. But the point is, the police have stopped this individual. But so you, you are you 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 are in contact with this person, and all you have to do is call a tow truck. No, tow that's truck, not true. Remove. That's not true. I got to call a tow okay. truck and then sit there for the tow for the tow truck to get there. Now, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everything in Wisconsin, people are short. On average, on a regular day, when I was on the job, when you could call for a tow truck, you might wait an hour. Hmm. For a driver that you wrote a ticket to, an hour. Do you think? But, the but, but the, go ahead. So, so, so this so this individual gets a ticket. He doesn't have a license. Probably does. Probably, the car is probably not registered or anything else. The They're guy told is to driving. The, the park the car. And, and took, don't and, drive and, it. And, 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 whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Until he ends up end up killing somebody, which usually happens. It, 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 you know, it, it, he ends up running into somebody or killing somebody. And you can't and see the future, sudden, and we can't see the future. So to say that, it's a spurious argument because we can't tell the future. So we can't, no, we can't no. assume something's going to happen because of this person. Because now we really are saying this black guy's driving and this black guy might kill somebody, so we're going to act now before they do something? Come on. You see, you see what the lawsuit would be in court? I understand, but at least in this city, we can take away take away his instrument of breaking the law. And and and, and, if, and because the fact is, I don't understand. I, I'm sorry. If you take the time 
maybe, maybe you won't have to give him another ticket. Maybe at some point he he's going to have to pay some way to get his car or somebody else, whoever car it is, is going to get tired of giving him this car because the fact is i got to go down here and pick this car up and pay this enormous bill to get my car out. Because if you allow him to continue to do this, at some point, something I, I, you know, something's going to happen. I, I, I'm sorry, and I understand that 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 that, that it, there are other it, ways you things out here that, that the police have to deal with. But but the point is, I believe in the in a broken windows policy. If you don't if you don't take care of the little things, you you end up with these big things. But broken windows can only be applied to what street. it works on. Broken windows can't be applied to everything, because if it were applied to everything, you thought the black community was upset about the police. Everybody would be upset about the police because you can't let the little things go. But if you if you arrest everybody for everything, you're going to end up making the whole city crazy. But but at least you can you can arrest you mean, a, at least? a habitual offender. At least, at least you can at least you can arrest and put it in the state law won't allow them. the state law will not allow them to. Well, the at least you could do to me is take away the car every time you catch this guy. Um, at least, at, at least, at least do that, because you mm-hmm. because if the point is you just allow this guy to flaunt the law, and individual other individuals kind of see this and they flaunt the law, and so and, and so we end up with the kind of city that we end up with. And if you don't take care of these little things, I'm saying, and you know, and and, and I think that that. That's the least that they could do is take away this instrument that this individual is breaking the law with. I'm sorry. Well, then what I think you should do is call your district attorney's office and talk to them. Because if you arrest oh. them 10 times and they don't prosecute, there's nothing we can do. I understand that as well. That's also a problem. No, not also a problem. That is the problem. We can't mm-hmm. keep blaming police for stuff that we don't do. Law enforcement is not prosecution. It's up to the prosecutor. We had two people that got out and killed people within days of being out because they had no business being out because somebody felt sorry for black people. And it's terrible. It's funny. They always send our people back to our community to hurt us. But you would never send that guy back to a white community. Exactly. You, so, never, you never would do that. I'm and just and, 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 and uh, I understand what you're saying, man. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm in your head. But... Uh, but the fact is, is that this this is the problem in our community. But I say, we need to try to curve things at the, at least at the front end, in order to allow them to get as bad as this guy is out here just 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 doing what he wants to do and, and taking the ticket and, and tearing it up right in the police face, basically. Yep. And so and so and I, I just can't see why you just can't tow his car. That's the least you can do. Well, he's not tearing up the ticket in people's place. Let's 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 not put the wrong picture <laughs> in people's minds. Come on now, see, well, please, Vincent, you please. do. Why would I tear up something that I'm not going to pay anyway? Why would I tear it up? Just throw it away. Okay. You have a good evening. All right. Take care. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. 10 o'clock Saturday. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth for another episode of Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance, hosted by me and Fred Johnson, Vice President and Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. We'll be talking about the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion for both companies and society. If you've been hearing about a 170% increase in DEI hirings occurred because of um, George Floyd. And now about a third of them have those jobs have disappeared, layoffs and things of that nature. But what we'll do is highlight Erie Insurance's overall approach to DEI. So it's a little different and it's something that works. And they'll also talk about the future investment that they'll put into this area. Don't miss Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday, 10 a.m. on US, the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. Uh, we got to get to Sandra, but LT said, when I lived in the hood, uh, River Hills, Southside, or I called the police on a couple having sex, no tickets were issued, just move on and don't come back. That was one instance. Did you see them having sex or you believe they were having sex or the car was moving like that? No, I'm just. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, good thing is my. Is away all. Oh, good thing is this is from earlier when when Sherman. Williams was talking about, he said, good thing is his car is all the way legit. The question was meant. Okay, first of all, you might think your car is legit, but you don't know all the traffic laws and the equipment laws that go with your car. Let let, let me put it like this. The police could use their entire day on traffic on you and your car because nobody's perfect. If you were perfect, we'd have no laws, right? But if I wanted to find somebody driving for some minuscule, small, you know, thing that nobody knew about that's in the traffic code and you did it, we could find it. Now, the problem with that is we would never be at a homicide. We'd never be at a burglary. We'd never be at a call, a domestic violence. We wouldn't be at any of those calls. Why? Because we'd be dealing with people with cars. So I'm just saying question was meant to say, why are you pulling me over and asking a grown man? Where I'm going, if I'm a grown man, don't ask me that question that you may not be ready for the answer. Because one of the reasons you might be getting pulled over is so-and-so called and said that so-and-so, and I'm just using this as a hypothetical, <clears throat> wanted to hurt themselves. And they said they were going to the park. So I may pull you over. You match the description and I got the car and I'm going to ask, hey, where are you headed to? If you tell me I'm going to the park, that just kind of adds to the information I have. Hey, what's your name? Blah, 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 blah. Right. So you don't really know why they're asking that. But there could be another reason. I get smart with the police when asking me a stupid question like that. I love the police, but but it's some it's not some people out here basically shouldn't be the police. Well, that's everybody. Some people in the community shouldn't be out there. Anyway, the majority of them that are that are. That, that I've encountered, have a, over-encountered, have a bad attitude and will power trip when questioning their authority. Um, you said you were walking and the police stopped you and asked you where you were going. Well, 
what you should ask the officer when they ask you or stop you. Because they can. They can say, hey. Right? And they stop you and ask you where you're going. Ask them, why are you stopping me? And they should have to tell you, this is why I'm stopping you. Now, what I used to do is just say, hey, Rhea, I'm Officer Harris, Milwaukee Police. The reason I'm stopping you is for blah, 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 blah. We're just trying to check. You don't have to talk to me if you don't want to. You can go. Well, I don't want to talk to you. I said, okay. And they left. And then the guy turned around and said, you know, I've never had an officer tell me that before. I said, I just wanted to ask you some questions because there had been stuff happening around here. And I wanted to know if you had seen anything or heard anything because you live around here, right? If you heard stuff that's going on in the neighborhood about blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to lie to you and stop you or detain you illegally. I'm going to tell you why. I've only had one person say no. One. That's it. So sometimes people just don't like the police and they react in ways and they've had traumatic experiences with police and they go, I don't want to be bothered. But don't apply that to every single instance because the officer may be stopping you because you literally do match the description of a homicide suspect. Which means if things are within reason, you should be okay. You got your ID? Yes, I do. Where are you coming from? Oh, I'm coming from 3rd Street Market. I was just doing a radio show from 4 to 6 p.m. on the on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Beep. Done. Next. And then there's some instances where you might go, nope, I'm not talking to you. Am I being detained? Yes or no? They might say no. And then you say, have a nice day. Goodbye. And leave. And that's it. And that happens more times than many. Because remember, all we do is isolate the ones that are negative. We don't isolate the other half a million times a day that people are actually stopped by the police and nothing happens. We don't care about those. The media doesn't care about those. Social media don't care about those. They only care about the the one time it happened and go, see, look, the police are bad. And I always remind people, you know, that's what white people do when they point to us and say, one person committed a crime, therefore all black people are bad. And when you generalize, yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Marvin says, driving that car, police will continue to encounter him until he kills someone. Will it be you or a loved one? Hey, you need to talk to your state legislature about the car driving. It's not the police. It's the state. The law does not allow them. And when they bring the person to the DA's office, the DA doesn't prosecute them. It is the district attorney. Talk to him. Mr. Medisa, you're going to get somebody shot. Ha ha ha. No, I'm not. Be respectful. Be respectful. And then finally, I agree with the caller. Dr. Ken, if there's no consequences, more and more individuals. Sure. I, I mean, I agree with you, but it's not the police. It's the district attorney. It's the state of Wisconsin. The law is a terrible law. So, I mean, but again, we always, you know, blame the police about everything. Hey, Sandra, what's going on? Hey. How are you? Same thing. (laughs) How you feeling? I'm okay, I guess. How's your health doing? I'm okay. I'm still pushing it. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I'm getting around as much as I can. Are you getting out? Getting you some sun? No. What do you mean, no? Aren't you sitting on your porch? No. Are you sitting in your backyard? I don't do all of that. Oh, come no, on. You got to get some vitamin D. You know, black people are have the highest levels of vitamin D deficiency because we don't sit in the sun. Yeah, I don't do all of that. 
Yep. And we have a lot of problems with our bones. So and that's as, my problem. And as you right age, now. there you go. As you age, you got mm-hmm. to get some vitamin D. Well, it's too hot. It's too hot right now. <laughs> she said it's too hot. I, I don't like all that heat. And if I go down south, I didn't like all that well, heat. Well, sit outside for south. 10 or 15 minutes and then go back in the house. Get some well, sun. Well, I do. This dog won't let me. But she don't like uh, all this heat either. But she got to stay out at night. But I do. I try to sit out with her as long as I can. Okay. But uh, I, I go back upstairs so I can read the news and elaborate on all this stuff you're talking about. Okay. I'm like a reporter. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep, because I was going to speak about the case and the guy in uh, at the restaurant in Kenosha, the Applebee's. Mm-hmm. So I was just looking at it a while ago, and that police was punching him all up in his face. Yeah. I said, Jesus, did he call for all of that? And they'll investigate, and if the cops are found um, guilty of anything, they'll either get suspended or get fired. Mm-hmm. It's on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were throwing blows like the man could do something. What could he do? <laughs> two cops, I think it was two. Uh, it might have been three, but I think it was two. All on the punching them and stuff. I said, hey, how far do you go with this stuff? Well, it's just like they're the guys. You're supposed to bow, bow down to them. But it's the way you have to act, like that. I know my son told me they stopped him one time. But he wasn't driving. They stopped the driver. He was sitting in the back seat, and he had one of those little rags around his head. And the cops told him to show him, uh, show the cops his ID. And uh, he did. But when he got back home, he told me I, I started not to show him nothing. And I told him, don't you ever. I said, do that. I said, if they ask you for ID, well, well you got to hide. Well, how long ID, ago was it? How long ago was it? Um, God, he, he he's 50 now, so it must have been when he was about maybe 27, you know, kind of young. And, you know, they, they have that little attitude. Yeah, he would, he would have had that. it to show it back then. But today, I, 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 I do believe, in case I'm wrong, copper want to give me a call and correct me. Um, if you're not the, the, the target of the stop and, and you're okay in the car, got your seatbelt on, everything, then th- you don't have to show anything. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to talk to the well, police. They ask for it. When they ask for it. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you got to give it to them. Well, I give and, mine. And, that, well, well, I got and it's not in every instance. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If I'm in a car, we're driving, I'm the passenger, I got my seatbelt on, I ain't smoking weed, I don't have an open intoxicant or drink, I'm not doing anything. The driver gets stopped mm. for running a red light. I'm good. Like, I'm not showing you ID. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. But what I would do is error on the side of caution. If it, if you ain't, if you don't have warrants, and you're not, the, why heighten this instance and make people think something that's not true? Right. Yeah. Just show them your license to be done. Show them your ID. Well, that's my point. Business. You know, because they could get into something terrible. You don't want that. My son's kind of big dude too, and I says I don't want him to end up dead. I understand. I understand. Yeah. So, you know, so no, I, I was listening. I had to watch that and some more stuff you were saying. Just yeah. speaking of uh, men and marriages and all that stuff back here. <laughs> but I, I still listen, so I know a lot. I just got to get some more stuff I want to speak about to you. I appreciate that. We'll be I here. Do my homework. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. You too. 
You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Hey, Truth Nation, we want to celebrate the survivors of breast cancer and highlight their stories of fighting and thriving through their diagnosis. Please visit 1017 The Truth's YouTube page and watch Carrie Noni's interview with our general manager, Cherie Harris, as she discusses how she thrived through her diagnosis. And to celebrate her journey, for a limited time only, we're selling specialty 1017 The Truth. Shirts. Go to 1017thetruth.com right now to purchase your limited edition Thrive Through shirt. All proceeds will support the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. Again, to support this effort, we ask you to visit 1017thetruth, purchase a limited edition shirt, and support the fight against breast cancer through your support of the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me get back to some of these talking text lines that said <laughs> that DA needs to be in Alabama. Um, the way they beat the brother in Kenosha is the reason why there is division. Those cops open up a can of whoop, blank, blank, um, Pulling over black folks and asking for an ID is racist. We got license. Hmm. Miss McDee, you got to work on that one. Dion the Nine said, as long as I have my driver's license and insurance, I'm not telling them where I'm going. It's none of their business. I get that. And I would probably tell them. Yeah, um, I don't understand why that's germane to this traffic stop. What, what, are, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Now, I do admit I'm in a I'm in a place where I recognize what they do because I've actually trained <laughs> some of them to do what they do. So I understand and know what the training is and I can actually look it up and see it as you can all the training that they get. I think the the difference is understanding and knowing the nuances of federal, state and local law. And in that instance, most police officers have the upper hand. Many lawyers don't even know. Like lawyers can talk about the law, but the application of it and the the enforcement of it is kind of because they are not there where you have to. You can you can sit in a corner and come up with um, a way that you think the police should have done it. Right. You can sit there and look at it and go, well, I think they should have did it this way and it should have gone. But that's after the fact. But if you do it the right way and you develop it from reasonable suspicion to probable cause, you can make an arrest and you can articulate that and you can tell exactly what happened and be truthful. And the ones that aren't truthful and the ones that lie and the ones that commit crimes should be in jail underneath the jail and then pour cement on them because you're expected to uphold the law. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. I'll be moseying myself back in tomorrow afternoon around uh, uh, 4 o'clock, I think. Yep, 22 hours. So I'll be back. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. You didn't even holler at me today. Like, I feel I feel unloved. I feel like no, nobody was in there hollering at me. Nobody was pointing at me. Hey, see? Oh, well. Hey, there's always tomorrow. I'm out.